welcome to the Crypto Musketeers newsletter session. Um, you'll notice one of our musketeers is down and out of action. Uh, that's because he's working incredibly hard to release the uh, this month's fundamental analysis piece on the BNB token. So do watch out for that. That will be dropping into your inbox on Thursday. I know that he's done a ton of work on it. And obviously, there were some recent developments and changes uh, that happened, which meant more work for him. So uh, it's Sammy and I today. So um, Sam, first and foremost, mate, thanks for all of your insight as always and all the work that you do with the newsletter and the insights and all the support uh, that you provide to our clients. I know that they greatly appreciate uh, all of your expertise, especially with a macro um, I haven't met someone that's as down pat as uh, yourself on the macro side of things, um, especially uh, you, you happen to be a war expert, which just seemed uh, quite comical almost, uh, as well, Russian war in particular, uh, which made it even funnier. So, um, yeah, great to have you on the line. Um, why don't you share some real high level stuff uh, before we get into the newsletter just around upcoming uh, data that people must be across because this will have an impact on pricing movements uh so you must be across this sammy um hit the dance floor mate and do share thanks mate um yeah so um yeah thank you for that really warm intro uh, i think we can just sort of provide a high level uh, snapshot of really what we covered with our uh, mastermind bi-weekly session the other day where we really dived into the macro but what essentially summarized that came out of that session is this next little phase is really quite simple we're waiting for thursday's cpi release so i might just bring that um, up on the chart now so that's the consumer price index and it hits uh this thursday i believe late at night joe or it might be afternoon here yeah so yeah, so it's 9.30 a.m. US time, I believe, that data comes out. And that's yeah. for both core inflation and uh, the general inflation numbers. So, Sammy, um, just high level, do you want to touch mm -hmm. on that? I know we spoke about it uh, in the webinar that we did the other day, but uh, maybe explain the difference between those figures and and I guess the, the truth behind the core inflation numbers as well, because they're still increasing. Yeah, yeah. So um, the uh, CPI figures come out. That's what I guess what the media and everyone looks at. That's the more volatile figure. And the market is really expecting that to still come in quite hot and elevated. What we really want to see is uh, the continual decline month on month. But unfortunately, the last few months have shown that it's been quite elevated. The core inflation is actually what the Fed really cares about. And core inflation strips out a lot of the highly volatile aspects of CPI. So we're talking about gas prices, commodity prices, rents, uh, things like that. So they're looking at that coming down. And unfortunately, last month, what made it really quite extreme um, to the downside in the bearish sense was core actually went up um, last month while CPI dropped. So you'd think, well, CPI dropped a little bit. That's actually quite good. Well, you know, yes, it is. But core, unfortunately, went up, which is what the Fed looks at. So uh, their mandate right now is to continue to kill demand. They really want to uh, put the screws on the economy to uh, continue to bring that heat out of the market. We're slowly seeing that. But what we want to see with this CPI print, again, is is a, a gradual pullback. And the market is really pinned to this 
this figure. If it comes in hot or elevated again, we can expect that uh, we're going to see the bearish bias really come into play and the market to dump. If we get a bit of a surprise where it comes in uh, you know, a bit lower, the market could surprise the upside. But I think we really have to um, see what's happening in the world, what's happening in Europe. I don't think it's really going to come in um, you know, it's not going to really surprise that much the downside, I think, that the key is. So we have to still be pinned to the bearish side of things. Um, but, yeah, there is the, the positivity that could drop, but I just I just don't see it yet. But everyone's looking at this, and it will affect risk markets especially. Bitcoin is holding up especially well right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, the S&P 500 is something to look at as well. And right now that looks to be trying to break down. And we've seen this dynamic where risk markets, S&P 500 and Bitcoin have tended to dump into the event and then the dust settles afterwards. So, uh, yeah, that's what I see coming up. Awesome. And um, while I'm uh, whilst I'm sharing the uh, next piece on the newsletter now, um, can you bring up tradingeconomics.com and look at the forecast for the core inflation numbers uh, because I know that they've released the forecast and the consensus numbers so we can see if that's uh, in a, a positive direction or not under indicators um, and then inflation rate and it should have I think that will only bring up the general inflation if you, if you when you go into one of them if you scroll down it should have the core potentially as well uh, otherwise you can just bring up the calendar uh, for the US, if not. Um, so that's the general inflation numbers. If you go down, it says related uh, underneath. Does it have core? There you go, yeah, core inflation. Does. Awesome. Yeah. There we go. So what's, what's the forecast is uh, 6.4 mm. and the consensus is 6.5. So if that's a continuation of an increase. Markets are going to dump if this comes to fruition and that's coming out on the 13th tomorrow so expect to see lower lows i would suggest do you agree with that sam because it means they're gonna to have to increase interest rates on the 2nd of november by at least 0.7, uh, 0.75 uh, yeah i would agree with that i think um bitcoin at nineteen thousand looks a little bit shaky and again holding up well it's a bit of a kiss of death um you normally say that just before we have a bit more downside so again risk markets are going to get hit uh, by a figure like this. So you just have to be a bit careful. But yeah, I think that's coming mm. in hot again. Uh, can you screenshot this as well, Sammy? Share it with our VIP and mastermind and our graduates as well and just let them know that, hey, this is increasing still as the forecast. And if this comes in at this level, expect a, a dump, just in case they don't watch this video. Um, awesome. So uh, the thing that I wanted to bring up is... Um, we're always thinking of what narrative should we be telling uh, everyone that reads our newsletters as they start to transition through? Where are we in the, the season? Where are we in the cycle? What's going to be most beneficial uh, for our readers? And uh, this month, we, we thought about three strategies of uh, what we're currently using personally ourselves right now, uh, in right now in the market, but also into the near term future. And that's strategies that all of you guys can roll out too. So we're going to detail the three strategies. We won't uh, release them now because we want you to actually go through and read it. Um, but we're outline the three strategies. We'll give you data to back why you should be using these strategies. And we're even going to give you example trades uh, that we've done uh, and how they've performed and why they performed well. 
Um, the narrative that I do want to share uh, with you that I'm going to be outlining at the start, and I'm happy to share this uh, with all of you now because your clients, is uh, number one, it's really to do with uh, my personal experience. So uh, starting in 2014, it was the back end of the, the cycle and the market came down. Uh, Bitcoin was about 300 US. Uh, the uh, Ethereum was, I think it was about eight or nine dollars uh, US. And I was buying at that time. And I started to buy really heavily through 2016, particularly at the end of 2016. And, and um, But that experience uh, taught me a lot. I could have probably 3 x uh, if not more, uh, and certainly with Ethereum, probably uh, 10 to 100x more um, than what I was buying at uh, later in 2016 if I had realized how undervalued it was. Now, the, the timing was very different. Back then, uh, crypto wasn't a thing. It was on every skeptic page out there. Um, all the naysayers had a, a much louder voice. No institutions were really on board. Silk Road uh, was obviously a, a thing back then or coming out of that. Um, so it, for a risk-reward play, the, the risk was astronomical and the reward was astronomical too, but it wasn't that clear to see at that point in time, even with all the prior growth. Through those learning lessons into 2018, out the back of 2018, I went hard. I went really, really hard because I experienced that before. Uh, it, it helped me to see how undervalued things were again. And hey, um, this is where we currently are. There may be further downside in the market with tightening with increasing inflation, core inflation levels, increasing interest rates still. But we are at a really pivotal point in the market where there's maximum value and opportunity. And I just ask everyone that's listening this, and this is what I'm going to share as part of my narrative at the um, beginning part of the newsletter, is you have to see the obvious uh, opportunity here and not get too picky and too fine trying to pick the bottom, but being okay that, hey, the market might go down more. But if I have a slightly longer-term vision with some of my trades... I know how great this can perform out of here uh, into the next cycle of 2025. So just something that I wanted to share and give insights on that this is something that I'll be um, doing some detail uh, around and uh, explain the, the benefits of having this mindset as well and sharing some of my experience. I was just showing Sam out of uh, my, my office window of where I am now over Lake Como and that's really on the, the back end of and making some wise decisions, particularly through 2018 and the back end uh, more so because I made a lot more money on the second cycle uh, really than I did on the first, even though it went up um, probably uh, significantly more. I had a lot more money in the market second time round because of all the learning lessons at the, the peak point. So yeah, just thought I'd share that with everyone. Sammy, is there anything else that you want to share maybe from your own personal experience as well, because I know you've been in the market a, a very long time as well now. Yeah, I, I just feel that one of the best um, investment strategies through such a highly volatile market is to not be too clever by half and, and think you're too smart or you're better than a lot of these professional algorithmic traders. Um, over time, I've found that a consistent a strategic process of almost a dollar cost averaging correction by strategy with a long-term time horizon just by far and away outpaces and has has been far more profitable for me if I were to benchmark I guess my trades versus 
my longer term investing, I, I think I'd be quite pleasantly surprised that my longer term investing, which I put a lot more weighting in, uh, is uh, will perform so much better. And also it takes a lot of the emotion out of it. And I find it's more efficient as well. So, um, you know, investing should be fun and trading is fun as well. But um, yeah, I haven't always enjoyed the, I guess, the dopamine hit that you do get with uh, with trading and the attention that you can um, take away from other aspects of your life with the, with those shorter term trades. That, that's just me. Um, I do prefer that that longer term uh, time horizon. So, uh, yeah, DCA has been very very good to me. Nice, awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Sammy. Uh, anything else that you want to uh, mention about the newsletter? Obviously, we've got the two. Uh, new cryptos that we're going to be bringing in. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, we can outline the high level why I'm happy to take the, the second if you want to lead the charge. Uh, maybe yeah. with Algorand and, and why we're including that potentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, just first of all, I'm looking forward to uh, covering uh, the technical section. I want to have a look at the volatility, uh, Bitcoin's historical volatility index, and just see what yeah. has happened when we've been in these sort of areas before because the, the volatility is compressing at the moment and we've really only seen this uh, you know, less than a handful of times previous, and it shows that we're at a decisive point where we see a hugely volatile move. I also want to have a, a simplified look. I always talk about bonds, uh, and I don't want to go too into the weeds. But I really want to keep it high level and simple. But it is it is so imperative that we have just a surface level knowledge of what's going on in the global bond market, the sovereign debt bubble that's really driving a lot of this and it it really puts a ceiling on what the Fed can do. So uh, a lot of it stems from that. I want to look at that. Also, just want to quickly touch on the US dollar. So those will be in my technical section. Also, uh, with with on-chain, there was something I really wanted to look at. That's right. Uh, The Bitcoin difficulty, when uh, the Bitcoin difficulty is quite high, uh, we often see price, it's a lagging indicator. So price often wants to catch up to that difficulty. So I find that super interesting. The hash, hash rate are you referring uh, to or minor difficulty? A minor difficulty. So there is a fantastic chart, which I've seen uh, just recently on Glassnode that um, shows when the difficulty gets incredibly high. Yes, we do see capitulation of miners, but the lagging indicator is price. And then price often catches up. Very similar to hash rate. When hash rate is at all-time highs, it's not too long it's lagging again until price catches up to that. So interesting mining dynamics at play at the moment. Um, now, you did say Algorand, didn't you? So, uh, yeah, we really want to have exposure uh, to the ISO uh, coins. So that's, um, and Joe, you know a lot more about this than me, but they're going to be incredibly popular as CBDCs uh, begin to roll out. So uh, Algorand is one of the, um, I guess, the, the biggest trendsetters in this space got huge partnerships. We really like what it's been doing. Um, so yeah, we're adding that to portfolio. I think it's going to be um, a good play. Um, do you have anything more to add on that? Uh, well, they sponsored the FIFA World Cup, which is a pretty incredible thing. It's one of the most uh, watched sporting events of uh, kind of all time that we have. So, and it incorporates so many different teams globally. So I think it's great that they're seeing the opportunity, stepping up to do something like that, making significant investments. I'm a big believer in uh, Silvio. Uh, he's definitely one of the pioneers in the cryptography space. He's been around uh, in cryptography for many, many years out of MIT. Um, so serious back in. Um, they had an incredible ICO raise. Um, we are a fairly significant drop from what that came out at. Uh, we've got great stability around that 30 cents, 31 cents, even with all the pullbacks 
have had some strong run-ups, but it's held a really strong base. And I see this as a, an incredible investment into the really mid-term um, future. We've done a, a, a fine, uh, FA on it, fundamental analysis piece uh, as well. I, I personally have done, so happy to share that um, as well if we're bringing it in. Uh, yeah. The second one that we're we're bringing in as well, it just seems so obvious to me. Not only is it sitting technically or under or on some really strong support, which I would be shocked if it was able to break through, uh, but it's really caught the limelight uh, for many, many uh, years. Well, many years. It's not. It's not really been around that long. Um, but it's the the Dogecoin killer Shiba Inu. So with Shiba Inu. Um, Yes, it was a sentiment token, and that's all it was uh, once upon a time. They've had great development from there, and they're bringing out their play-to-earn game. They, they've got their metaverse game rolling out. They've got DEX, Decentralized Exchange. Uh, they also have Shibarium. They're built on the Ethereum blockchain, so they're an ERC-20 token, uh, which limits them to the amount of scalability that Ethereum has, and that's why they're bringing out a Layer 2 solution to help them overcome this challenge. So they've got a ton of development going on. They've got a ton of investors that are sitting there at a loss right now, sitting on their hands, waiting for some market movements to, uh, to really take shape and form from there. So I, I see it as a, a really strong um, risk-reward play, and I think it's lining up nicely um, to mm-hmm. pop off into the, the midterm uh, future and short term as well. I think it's a great short term play, but please always be aware macro markets will take a sledgehammer to every risk market. Stocks, crypto, property. Um, I, I was saying earlier, I can't remember where I saw the stat. It was either month on month or year on year. Uh, mortgage rates are down. Um, through loans by sorry joe i think we just um lost you there mate can we just repeat what you said yeah so i was just saying around uh 14 is the amount of mortgage drops that we've had i don't know if it's month or month or year on year but it just means that investors are not willing to step into markets right now because of the risk and the We just lost you again. I'm assuming you were talking about the cost of capital, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Um, So, yeah, we'll be bringing these ideas to you, uh, these opportunities. We'll be kicking two out. Uh, We're going to do a bit more research on those before we do give them a flick. Um, Sammy, any parting comments that you want to share for anyone watching this really for now in the market or um, for the newsletter as well? Uh, yeah, I guess with the newsletter with those two cryptos, I think it's just super important if you're looking at our top 10 portfolio, it's been structured in a way that's been quite low risk for a while, but we just, with these two new cryptos, we want to really diversify that portfolio out as this market develops. So I think those two additions are really fantastic because it has been quite heavily weighted towards maybe layer ones and things like that. So uh, yeah, constantly re reevaluating and pivoting. In terms of the market, 
Um, I have been saying this a lot, but now is when you lay the, the seeds to bear fruit in, in the next cycle. And the doom and gloom right now is so apocalyptic uh, in <laughs> macro, these markets. This is the time you need to get interested. You know, Warren Buffett's um, famous quote, you know, get, get greedy when there's blood on the streets. And we're pretty close to that. Uh, moment and it's just grinding sideways creating anger depression fear it's ticking a lot of boxes so you know you're never going to time the perfect bottom you're not going to catch the the folding knife the exact exact bottom so don't don't try it's impossible you know lay yourself into this very slowly accumulated position and have that longer term time horizon and just remain forward looking because that doom and gloom will eventually pass this aggressive tightening cycle will reach its limit and we will move into a new phase where you will wish and look back uh, on the opportunities that you left on the board um, uh, while you were sitting on the sidelines. Um, I guess not not set well. You maybe saw the opportunity but got wrapped up in that fear and doom and gloom. Meanwhile, sophisticated investors, advanced investors are hedging risk, yes, but they're also keeping that forward vision as well and uh, using that in their investment thesis. Nice. Awesome. That's why he's the best in the business. Thanks, Sammy. Um, Thank thanks, you. everyone, for tuning in as well. It's great to have you here. And we're really excited to bring this newsletter to help you map out your strategies and take some powerful steps forward. Uh, if you are uh, mad enough to not be part of uh, the subscription, then uh, we'll share a link that you can uh, also jump on and join uh, the subscription is only $49 a month or cheaper if you pay a year in advance. And it's the best investment um, of anything we think that you could make. It's so important to get your education and not gamble in the market and have clear, proven strategies that work and the expertise behind the team. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We look forward to joining you next time. And um, yeah, and Sam, thanks for all your insights as always, mate. My pleasure.